Thank you so much for joining us for this week's message from Real Life Community, where we talk about connecting with God and others, growing in Christ-likeness, and sharing God's life with the world. My name is Sarah Comer, and I serve each week as Connections Pastor, making sure that you know that there is a God and a community that loves you and wants to go through the seasons of life with you. You can find us at reallifecommunity.org, and we would love to meet you on Facebook or Instagram. Until then, we hope this message meets you right where you are and helps you know just how deep the Father's love is for you. I would love for you to turn to a neighbor that you didn't come with and say hello. And we're going to take our camera and spin it around so that they can say hello to those and see who's here too. So go ahead, take a moment and just say hi to those that are around you. Wave at the camera when it's passing by you there. There you go. All right. Well, Wednesday night, we kicked off a series of Lent with our Ash Wednesday service. And today starts um, our new series called These 40 Days. And we're going to be taking a look at uh, what it means to lay aside uh, things that distract us and to focus on Christ in those moments. So um, as, as we were talking about today, we're, we're going to take a look at the Beatitudes here in just a minute. But I, um, there was a, a gal at our first church, well, actually at our last church, and I remember she had started coming to service and she pulled Jeremy and I aside after service one Sunday. She was kind of upset. And not, I mean, not mad upset, but like anxious upset. And she was like, why do you do that? And we said, what do you mean? And she said, why do you, why do you preach those sermons with me in mind? And uh, I, we said, we don't preach sermons with you in mind. She goes, no, you do. She goes, because I feel like every time I come to church, you're preaching a sermon that has something to do with something that's going on in my life. Why do you do that? And we said, we don't sit down with you in mind when we write sermons. And so we began to talk to her about what it means to have the Holy Spirit work in our lives and to, to speak to us through the things that, that our, our pastor shares with us. And um, I just remember her talking about, I just, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Um, but uh, none of us really likes to have our junk pointed out, right? Like when we're dealing with stuff, I, I mean, kids, how many of you like your parents disciplining you? Teens, how many of you? Raise your, yeah, whatever. Grace. Um, we don't really like to be disciplined, right? We don't really like when someone says, hey, this might be a flaw of yours. Um, there have been moments in our marriage where Jeremy will point something out. And I am not the most graceful receiver of what he has pointed out sometimes. Shocker, I know. Um, but I, there have been, it's just been moments where we've had these conversations. We just don't like to have things pointed out in us. Much like our friend felt like things were being pointed out in her heart and in her life as she sat through a sermon. And there's a group of people in the Bible who they kind of, some of them felt very much the same way. And it was the group who was listening to the Sermon on the Mount. And they listened to Jesus begin to preach about the Beatitudes. 
And uh, so this group, um, they, they weren't caring for them. They weren't very excited. Um, and this is why. I'm going to share. We're going to read from Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. Um, and we're going to talk about why sometimes, how many of you have heard of the word prickly, right? You think of a, maybe a cactus. But I like to use the word prickly with people who get a little bit in their feelings sometimes and get a little offended and you, you behave a little prickly. Um, and so we're going to talk this morning about how maybe some of these things might make us prickly. And we don't like to be prickly. But I want to remind you that in this season of Lent, um, it's okay to be unsettled. It's okay to have our feathers ruffled a little bit. Because when we become unsettled and we have our feathers ruffled, that's when God says, all right, now let me do a work in you. You don't have your tough turtle shell on. You're ruffled. You're you're." You're a little unsettled. Now let me do a work in you. So this morning, open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. On the day, one day, as he saw the crowds gathering, Jesus went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples gathered around him as he began to teach them. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things about you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad, for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. This is the word of the Lord, and we all say together, thank you, Jesus. So we, we have these, you know, God blesses, God blesses, God blesses. And then it says at the end, be happy about it. Wow, those sound like really fun things to be happy about, right? Um, if we were to rewrite the Beatitudes in today's language, right, um, to fit our culture and our society, let me read you a couple of them. Blessed are those who work hard so they can play later. That might be our definition of one. Blessed are those who prioritize themselves and their safety over that of their neighbors. Blessed are the ones who pulled themselves up by their bootstraps. Blessed are those who do the bare minimum in their relationship with Christ. That should be enough, right? We could recreate every single one of the Beatitudes if we really wanted to. Um, but, and the reality is, uh, it, they might seem like a harsh judgment of our society today. And I think sometimes we think, oh, things are so different today. But the, when you look back at the, the society in the times when Jesus is preaching these um, to the listeners, they, were, they would probably write some of those same things. They struggled with um, wealth inequality. They struggled with obedience. They struggled with selfishness and, and the, you know, selfishness at the expense of others. So it's not like we're that different from those who were listening to this Beatitudes message. Um, Matthew 5 is offensive then, 
And Matthew 5 is offensive now to some people. Christianity is supposed to be countercultural. Um, we're not supposed to be self-first, um, seeking to get ahead violent people. Um, remember what I said a little bit ago. Allow yourself to be unsettled. So blessing, what is blessing? Um, blessing is, it can mean um, material prosperity, right? When you think blessing, what comes to mind? Um, the Greek word makarios, uh, interpreted as blessed, is often meant in the form of pros prosperity. Um, and that's what kind of what we think of when we think of blessing, right? We think of, um, well, actually, let me ask you this. When you, shout out some things to me. When you, when you see blessing in society, what is it interpreted as? Stuff, rewards, promotions, how else? Health, money, gifts, good luck, children, marriage, all things that people label as what it means to be blessed. Teenagers, somebody give Adrian blessing. Teenagers, give me something that in your, in, in culture of being a teenager, what, is, what does it mean to be blessed as a teenager? Come on now. What'd you say? Your phone. You're blessed to have a phone? Okay. Okay. So those are, those are things that you think of when you think of what it means to be blessed. Um, when you pull up a hashtag, and I, um, hashtag is the, it's the symbol that people put on, you know, a lot of us, we know hashtag as the pound sign on the phone. Um, in fact, sometimes when you tell someone younger to hit the pound sign on the phone, they don't know what it is. It's just a hashtag to them. But hashtag, if you look up hashtag blessed, all of those things that we just said come up. Um, I, I mean, hashtag blessed, you're going to see hashtag blessed maybe for more than you want to see hashtag blessed for. But you're going to see hashtag blessed for all kinds of things, oftentimes prosperity. Um, Jesus was all about reinterpreting what it meant to be blessed. He didn't, um, when people came in, they expected him to come in and say that um, those of us who are powerful are blessed. Those of us who are religious are blessed. Those of us who follow all the rules and the laws are blessed. That's what they expected Jesus to stand up and preach when he preached the Sermon on the Mount. But that's not what Jesus does here. He stands up and he, he shocks his listeners when he says, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the meek. He, he describes the opposite of what his listeners expect him to say. So who is blessed? Society says those with a high-paying job, those with social media followers. That's probably a big one now, right? You're, you're blessed when you have lots of followers. Um, those who are powerful and have influence. Matthew begs to differ. Matthew says the poor in the spirit, those who mourn, the meek, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, the merciful, the the pure at heart, the peacemakers, those who are persecuted because of righteousness, those who are insulted and lied about because of Jesus. It's not the wealthy, it's the poor in spirit. This isn't just talking about financial concerns. Sometimes what it means to be poor in spirit has more to do, I mean, yeah, it has to do with those who don't have 
material needs, but sometimes there's something else that they're poor in spirit for. But all of this is encompassed there. Not those who sit in comfort, but those who are mourning. Jesus promises to comfort them. Not those with bravado and arrogance, but those who are meek. Not power and violence, but those who are merciful and who pursue righteousness and peacemaking. Not those who live a life of freedom, um, those who are blessed because they live the life that Christ has called them to. Um, where we often err, we sometimes desire this blessing over the others. We claim persecution in North America because we lose some of our power and influence. This blessing is not to be isolated from others. Persecution has context here. Those who are blessed are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, doing right things and good things for right reasons. Um, sometimes we tend to say, I have been so persecuted. But we forget to look at the fact that sometimes our persecution has to do with our own sin and with our own struggles. We have brought on our own persecution, but we don't like that. See, this is where Jesus steps on toes a little bit when he begins to talk about what this means. We can say that we're persecuted when we're living a life after Christ, but if we're choosing to live in sin and, and screw up over and over and over and over again, we cannot say, oh, God's persecuting me for this. No, our brokenness and sin have consequences. And that's what's happening. We have to own up to those things. We don't like it. Nobody likes to own up to their stuff. How many of you kids like to go home and tell your parents? And this could be adults, too. You probably have times. If you look back, how many of you like to go home and admit to your parents that you did something? You got in a car accident. You, yeah, you uh, got a speeding ticket. You got a bad grade on the test. You failed a class. Come on, raise your hands. How many of you admit there's a time you had to go home and admit something, and you were like, oh, I do not want to tell my mom and dad about that? You ran into a ditch. Look at, she's like telling us all right here in front of everyone. Because you got over the, that scared moment and then went home and told him. Yeah. But that's a scary thing, right? To go home and be like, by the way, mom and dad, I ran into a ditch. They might not like that a whole lot, right? We don't, we don't like to admit our stuff. But the reality is we've got to admit, you know what? I am being persecuted. I brought this on myself. Or this isn't a result of something that I have done. This is genuine persecution. We've got to decipher what those things are. Um, blessing is counterfeit. It's countercultural. Not counterfeit, sorry. It's not wealth, health, or land. The poor in spirit, what do they inherit? Kingdom of heaven. Those who mourn, they get what? Comfort. Um, you all, do you know that you have played a part in that in the last couple of weeks? As the Bloom family has lost Marianne, and she's gone home to heaven, you have played a part in being the hands and feet of Jesus to offer comfort to the Bloom family. Thank you for that. Thank you for being a part of that. Um, the meek, what do they inherit? The earth. Um, this is in contrast. We Oftentimes, who do we believe that the earth belongs to? Us. Because we tend to be selfish. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, what's going to happen? They're going to be filled. 
Um, those who are merciful will receive mercy. Those who are pure in heart will see God. Those who are peacemakers will be called children of God. And those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, what are they going to be blessed with? The kingdom of heaven. I think it's interesting that the beginning and the end, the Beatitudes, do you remember we, a couple weeks ago we talked about the fruit of the Spirit, right? The love, joy, peace, patience, all those are not individual things. They are the fruit, not the fruits. They all are encompassed in one. The Beatitudes are the same way. It's a package here. And they begin with inheriting the kingdom of heaven, and they end with inheriting the kingdom of heaven. This might allude to the fact that if you're poor in spirit, you're also being persecuted for the sake of righteousness because you're probably encompassing all these things. Um, the, the Beatitudes are a way to live in the world, not just someday, not in, in the kingdom far off, right? Because the Bible tells us that the kingdom of God is here and now. It's still to come. It's not yet fully realized, but we live in the kingdom of God now. And so these beatitudes are not something that we're just supposed to possess down the road. God says, no, start now. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. Start now. And so he wants us to possess these beatitudes. And Matthew repeatedly speaks of the kingdom of heaven, and he talks about that. The Sermon on the Mount kicks off with the beatitudes. It's a clear picture for us of how we're supposed to live. When we live out the beatitudes, people around us see the kingdom of heaven here and now. The question is, do you embody the Beatitudes or do you embody your own selfish attitudes? The world has its own Beatitudes. Power, money, violence, get ahead no matter what, control, sacrifice of what matters for things that have absolutely no eternal value. When we live out the kingdom of heaven, we live differently from the world. Uh, at least we should. Uh, it's not about power and control, but about meekness and desiring to live a righteous life after Christ. It's not about violence and money, but poverty of spirit and peacemaking. Um, I wanted to show you a video this morning. And in this video, um, I have a, Jeremy and I have a friend who, um, she was in our youth group in Texas when we were there. And she has gone on to become a, a dentist. Her name is Andy. And Andy had posted this on her social media a few weeks back, and so I, I clicked on it just to watch the video, and then I went a little further, you know, on one of the rabbit trails that we get off on, on social media. I went a little further because I wanted to look into this person that she had posted this video. So I'm going to share the video with him, and then I'll tell you a little bit about it. What would be your dream? For some reason, the world has gone to where if you don't look good, you're not good. Without teeth, please, people just look down and, uh, and because of health reasons, like to get my teeth fixed up because uh, I think I'd be a more beautiful person to look at. My followers, we've raised enough money to get you brand new teeth. Right. So that's what we're going to be doing next. All right. Yeah. Where at? Chicken tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we set up Tommy a Venmo. So if you want to bless him to help give him a place to stay, there's his Venmo, guys. Yeah, I got my yeah. What would be your dream? For some reason, the world has gone to where if you don't look good, you're not good. Without teeth, please, people just look down and, and because of health reasons, like to get my teeth fixed up because uh, I think. All right, so 
Andy is the dentist who gave him new teeth. What a cool thing to be a part of, right? So I began to look into um, Jimmy, what was his name? No, 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 the, it's Jimmy something or other. Um, yeah, Jimmy Neutron. Um, Jimmy does these random acts of kindness. And so I began to watch some more of Jimmy's videos. And in a lot of his videos, which they didn't show in this one, he prays over the person that he blesses. And he goes to these, he goes to down and out places. He goes to people who are, um, he finds people in a grocery store and he blesses families. Um, he, he does things like, um, he does some random things too. He walks through a grocery store at one point and he says, Marco, and he waits for the first person to answer him and actually like interact with him and say, Polo, and he gives him $500 just to bless him. Um, and he, he does this through donations to social media and he, his whole life is lived blessing others. And to me, that embodies someone, and yeah, I mean, he's got tons of followers. He's got like 8.3 million views on TikTok, I think it is, something crazy. He's got lots of followers, and he is a public eye, but what I love is what he's, how he's using his influence. I talk about reclaiming social media for good. That, to me, is an example of reclaiming social media for good, and I just love to see the things that he's doing, the people that he's affecting. But what I love about it, sometimes we can say, oh, he's just doing it for the public eye, what I love about that is that I actually know someone who's had a hand in one of his stories, right? We know Andy. We, she went through our youth group in Texas. And to, for her to say, man, get behind what this guy does. It's just a blessing to be able to be a part of, of blessing someone else's life in this, in this way. Um, and so I just, I, when I think about what it means to embody the, the Beatitudes, I think it means looking outside of ourselves and looking at those who have need. It's recognizing that, first of all, like I said, it's recognizing what are the things in us that need to be plucked out or ruffled, or how do we need to be unsettled and go, okay, this is my issue. Like Grace, who went home to her mom and dad and said, I ran into a ditch, okay? Maybe we need to sit before God and tell him about the ditches we've run into in our lives. Maybe we need to sit before God and be willing to admit the ways that we've screwed up. Maybe we need to admit the ways that we have not been peacemakers in our home, in our family, in our workplace, in our school, on our teams, wherever that is, how have we not been peacemakers? Maybe we need to look at, are we, are we trying to, to live a righteous life? Are we being merciful to people? Is there someone in our life who needs mercy? Are we doing that or are we not? We first have to look at that, and then we have to say, okay, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and live these beatitudes that you've called me to live. Uh, living like this, though, it doesn't promise that everything's going to be good all the time, because it's not. The reality is, we live in a broken world, and things fall apart, bodies fall apart, sickness and disease exist, and but by the grace of God will exist brokenness is all around us. And so we're going to experience that no matter what. But God promises us he will be with us through it. If we will submit our lives to him, he's going to walk with us through the junk. He's going to walk with us through the brokenness. He's going to walk with us through the illness. He's going to walk with us through the struggle in our home, whatever that is. God walks with us through those things. And in that, you know, he says at the end, to be happy. Makarios means to be happy or blessed. 
I think we have to redefine happy a little bit. Happy is not always walking into a room like, I'm so good. I think happiness is a position of our heart. Because when there's a position of our heart that says, you know what? Things might not be good right now, but God says he's got me. And because of that, I am okay. And I can choose to be happy and joyful. Because there's still sun shining today. There's still rain that's going to make the grass grow. There's still breath in my lungs, even if I struggle for it. I still have it. And so I think it's a shift in our, our focus in what matters. What matters in your life? What, what do you think matters in your life that maybe shouldn't matter so much? Bow your heads with me for a minute. I have three questions that I want you to think about. Are you living as a citizen of the kingdom of God, embodying the Beatitudes? Or are you living for yourself? Are you persecuted because of righteousness and because of choosing to live a life for Christ? Or are you persecuted because of some sin in your own life? And parents in here, are you teaching your children these things or falling prey to cultural and societal standards? Do your kids see the example in you of what it means to be peacemakers, to be merciful, to be pure in heart, to seek righteousness? Lord Jesus, we come before you this morning and we... Uh, we thank you for the ways that your words do ruffle our feathers, for the ways that you can get under our skin and, and begin to pick at the areas that maybe need picked at a little bit. We don't like it, it's uncomfortable, but God, we thank you that in doing that, you're transforming us into who you want us to be. And that is who we were created to be in you and someone who reflects your image. And so, God, I pray for those this morning who say that, um, Lord, they are living for themselves, but maybe they're saying, God, I want to live for you. I don't want to, to, for me to be focused. I don't want selfishness to be my first um, beatitude. I want to embody the beatitudes of Matthew 5. God, I pray that as they come to their, their that recognition today, Lord, that they would surrender those things to you in their life that maybe get in the way of them embodying the Beatitudes. And Jesus, for those who say they are persecuted for righteousness, God, I pray that you would continue to remind them that you are with them, that you are with them in their struggle. Lord, I don't know that very many of us experience what our friends in the Ukraine are experiencing right now. Many of them hiding in bunkers and fleeing the country for their own safety. Lord Jesus, our lives for you have never been persecuted probably quite like that. And so, Lord, I pray for those of us who say um, we feel persecuted, but we recognize that that persecution is probably because of our own sin and our own struggle. God, would you help us to surrender that to you? Would you help us to come to you and admit to you the areas where we struggle and allow you to work in those areas and to prune us and to help us to grow into that creature that you want us to be, again, that person who was created in your image. 
Lord, for the parents in this room, I pray that they would live lives that would embody the Beatitudes so that their children would know what it means to live out this. Grandparents, Lord, may they live what it means to embody the Beatitudes so that their grandchildren would know. Neighbors, teachers, friends, may we embody so that others would know what it means. May we live out the Beatitudes so that the kingdom of earth, the kingdom of heaven is seen here by those that are around us. May we not be selfish people, Lord. May we look around us. Maybe put our phone away for a little bit. Put our computer away for a little bit. Put our whatever away for a little bit and observe the world around us. There are people who are dying and need you. And may we be willing to be your love and your hands and your feet and love them in big and small ways. God, I thank you for today. I thank you for this opportunity to gather. We lift up again our brothers and sisters in the Ukraine. God, I pray your hedge of protection upon them, upon families and men and women and children who are afraid for their lives this very moment. Protect them. In Jesus' name, amen. Stand with me. This morning, as you go into the rest of this week, I love that we kick off our week with a Sunday morning. And I pray that as you go into this week, that you would give thought to the Beatitudes and continue to give thought to the areas where maybe you are the issue. And maybe it's not you that's the issue and it's something else. And that you would surrender those things and say, God, they're yours. And I pray that as you go, that you would embody the Beatitudes to all that are around you this week. That you would be the hands and the feet and the heart of Jesus. And that you would be a blessing to others as you're blessed in return. Have a great week, and we will see you soon. Thank you for joining us today. We would love for you to join us in person. Our address is 2022 East Main Street in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. If you'd like to make a donation to keep our podcast ministry going, you can do so online at reallifecommunity.org. Thanks again for listening.